sometimes I wonder why I'm just so blessed. No bite, bite. Like, God really just keep on blessing me, and it's not fair to you, ho. Nigga, what the fuck do I look like? I walk in a park, bitch? You gotta pay for this. Take your fucking drawers off, nigga. No bite, bite, bite. Diamonds Dosage Podcast. It's this, this is your girl Diamond, and I'm sitting here with a guest. Her name is Shamir Yay. And we're gonna get into some things today. Like this topic today is a little heavy. Um, it is something that has been brought up in our generation as far as generational curses and like what are generational curses and how do they serve us and how do they neglect us? Uh, what do they actually do for us and what the fuck are they? Um, Shamir Yay. Yes. Okay. Let's <laughs> introduce yourself a little bit for my audience. Hey, everybody. My name is Shamiria Richards. I am an educator. Um, I taught in high schools and elementary schools for a long time. Um, I am an influencer. I have a show called The Scoop with Shamiria. Uh, season four is loading. And I also am an, uh, I don't like to say that pretty much, but I'm like a. Why don't you like to say that? I'm funny. Sorry, that's some kind of comedian, so an influencer, kind of like she's very funny. Woo woo. Um, <laughs> and I'm also known as that motherfucker. So my pronouns are she, her, that bitch. Um, however you want to get into it. But okay, yes. so I'm sitting here with that bitch, and we are actually going to talk about a serious topic today. This is something that has been like really heavy on my heart, and I think that. As we were, we're becoming, this society has really focused a lot on consciousness mm. and a lot on um, generational trauma and our ancestors and our family history. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, so today, <laughs> we're going to get into some things, y'all. So generational curses. Generational curses are something that is passed down from you that is inhibited from your family members. Something that is basically sin- sinful. Or something that has been passed down to you that is necessarily does not serve you or your family. Um, these are the things that um, you are taught in the household as far as, you know, how you communicate, how mm. you love on one another, how you teach one another. Mm-hmm. These are things that are passed down to you. And it's like a lot of stuff has been has been passed down to us that does not does that, that does not feed us. At all, mm-hmm. whatsoever, and it's time to really just stop and put it into these generational curses and the uh, into the the way we've been treated over generations. And you know what? It's so funny because it takes three generations to break a generational curse. Wow, three, three. So, what does a generational curse mean to you? Um, honestly, I really didn't get into generational curses like really figuring them out until like high school. Um, I had a really really good like history, African-American teacher, and she was really big on making sure we understood the background of our ancestry mm-hmm. and generational. And I was like, I start putting two and two together, making it six. I'm like, okay, well, let me start. Six. Six. No, I really did. <laughs> and start figuring out my own household. And then when I became, when I was in college, my bachelor's is in corporate comm. 
um, I had to take a race and I had to take a family communication class. And for that class, you had to study mm -hmm. um, a family member, your mm. relationship with the Who family member. Who did you member. study? I studied my mom. Interesting. Um, my mother is only 16 years older than me. Um, and when you grow up with a parent who is also growing up, you have to, you don't really understand that until you take two steps back. So in that class, I was able to look at not only me and her relationship, but look at her relationship with my grandmother right. and look at the relationship between my grandmother and my great grandmother. And I started to realize like, it's some shit that don't need to happen in my life. Yes. And I broke that down really quickly, but it's not that easy for everybody. And I really need people to understand that. Say that again. We, it's, it's not it's, that it's easy. Not easy. It's not, it's not easy. easy. It's really, really hard to own up to you and your family shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of families want to. And I just to want to say one thing. The fact that you said that you're, your mother and her grandmother. Because mm -hmm. when we're in the womb, we actually experience the trauma of our mothers. That's crazy. We actually experience all mm -hmm. the emotions of our mothers and our grandmothers. Mm. Um I think it is so important for parents who are expecting or or new parents mm -hmm. to understand that your parent your your child can feel every single emotion that you're feeling. They can feel when you're hopeless. They can feel when you're fearful. They can feel when you're angry. And I think that is just so important, especially while you're pregnant, to understand that you're passing down these emotions and this bitterness or whatever, the, the resentment mm -hmm. to your child. And that is where generational curses even begin because yes. generational curses are failures or um, things that inhibit us or, uh, you know, um, Stand in the way of us achieving our goals as far as emotional abuse, mm. um, physical abuse, um, poverty. Like, all of these things play into generational curses. And it's just like, if we can just stop these curses, it would be lovely. It yeah. would be lovely. But the thing is, trauma doesn't miss anyone. It don't miss It doesn't miss anyone. And the fact that you grew up with a mother who was still kind of raising herself yep. is really, really deep to mm -hmm. me. That's very deep because she was 16 years old. Yep. My mother, I really didn't realize that that was an issue until, like, I was 18. And I wondered how we used to get into it all the time. Because mm -hmm. she was a growing adult and I was a growing teenager. Mm -hmm. And when now that I'm a teacher, I see a lot of growing teenagers. And then mm -hmm. I see young parents, too. What and You know what? That, that's a good point. Do you see any generational curses in your students? Do yeah, you see um, absolutely. any kind of, kind of trauma or hurt in your yes. students? What do you see? I can, I can tell by the way a student carries themselves who runs the household. I could tell if a mother holds a runs a household. I could tell if a father is there and runs a household. Mm. I could tell the if or if that student is running that household themselves. Mm. And I could tell that honestly by the way they carry themselves. And that's not even um, something that we all don't understand. It's just something that we don't think about twice about. Like we don't think twice about that. Um, I myself am, am the oldest of five. I know how I carry myself. Mm -hmm. I carry myself like I'm a second parent. Mm -hmm. Like I, I mm -hmm. take it. I'm like the parent of my friends. Can't like, relate. <laughs> I care about I everybody around me. I'm very nurturing. Nurturing. I mean, and um. A person who comes from a household where you have a growing parent and you are the oldest sibling, you're naturally like that. So when I see that in my students, I always tell them that whatever your parents are going through, this is still your life. I let them know that now because mm -hmm. I know it was not a lot of people telling me that because I was unaware. So I always try to make sure but it's my due diligence. Is 
that's a curse that we need to break. The yeah. fact that you had to be a fucking parent. Yeah. But that's a fuck that's insane to me. African American households are usually are it's usually the oldest sibling is taking care of the household in some way. I've seen younger siblings literally naturally take care of their younger siblings because they feel like they have to or they need to. I only see that really in the African-American household. And I worked in a private school system where I saw African-Americans more. I saw Latinos and Hispanic Mm -hmm. communities more in the minority communities. You being the oldest sibling or or just a sibling in general who has to take care of the household, you're like that. And we're that's, not taught. That's so fucked not, up. That's so yeah. fucked up because I would be so fucking pissed at my mom right yeah. now if she made me take care of my younger siblings or if I had to, you know, take my siblings outside with me. Girl, what? You have to think about this, though, Diamond. There are some people who are okay with having to take that lead. Mm-hmm. And because they feel like it's necessary for them to take the lead in their household, it's not necessarily that they don't that they don't want to still have a childhood. Yeah, or anything I understand. Like that. They have no choice. They have that responsibility. And then, oh, don't talk back in the household of a black woman. Ooh, girl, please, you'll get your ass beat. Then, then that comes you where you're what? fearful of your parent. Yes, and then you don't want to ever talk to them. And again. You know what, parent? You know what? Let's get into this. Let's Open get that into ass. This. Let's, Let's get go. into this. Yes, <laughs> because <laughs> because parents like to inf- instill fear mm. into their child instead of obedience. Yes, and they don't understand the difference between the two. Um, whoopings. Ooh. I, if you know me, <laughs> do you know I'm totally. Totally opposed to whoopings because I th- I feel like they're not effective towards our children. Mm. Period. They not. I feel like they don't instill any value into our children. I don't care. You hit a child, they're gonna think that's that's the 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 um the solution that you they have to solve. You know what I'm saying? Like the solution that they need to have for each of their conflicts. Mm-hmm. That is not how you discipline a child. They're gonna be like, oh, diamond. You don't even have kids. What the fuck are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, but still, evidence, evidence shows the fact that it doesn't, it's not necessarily progressive to discipline a child in that way. How do you feel about whoopings? I'm not. I'm not with the whooping, G. I'm my oldest sibling. I had to whoop my sisters and brothers. You had to whoop your siblings? I had to break them niggas down. (laughs) But it's not about, for me, as a person who will be a future parent, as as an instructor, as an educator, I've seen students get their ass whooped in front of me. That's insane to me. I've seen students fucking hit their parent, though. I've seen it both ways, and it's toxic. It creates a boundary where a a child, therefore, removes themselves backwards in the household. Yes. Instead of them going forward with communication, um, privacy, all of that shit is is over. Um, As early as eight years old, that's when you create the fear yes. inside of a kid. So I, I just need parents to really understand that there are other forms of discipline that can go. But as a person who will be a future parent, I know that whoopings are, they're just not. They're non-progressive. It's not progressive at they're all. They're not progressive. Beating, us kid, beating your child in public places like restaurants and going out, it literally is shows other people like, that you don't know. <laughs> wait, what Cat Williams say? <laughs> you don't know how to take care wait, of your kids. Wait, 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 Cat Williams said some funny ass shit. <laughs> I'm not funny. <laughs> He's like, you, you want some Skittles? I'll be like, <laughs> you want some mother? 
the fucking Skittles. And it's like, that shit is not okay. It's not okay. We can kiki and ha ha. But I'm the not. Thing is, so many parents think that whoopings are okay. Because you know because why, they were you know why I think this? Because I had made like a public service announcement, as I always do. And people were saying, like, they were coming for me, like, this girl is crazy. Like, why does she think that whoopings are non-progressive? And whoopings are non-progressive because you're teaching your child to deal with conflict in a way that is violent. Yep. You're solving something that is detrimental with violence. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make sense. To me, it just does not make sense. And it causes mental health effects mm-hmm. on these children. Mm-hmm. You have students that will lie and say that they don't have parents. Um, when they get into any conflict, uh-huh. so that they won't get their parent called because they already know what the consequences of their actions are. They know that they're going to get their ass beat. Well, and then those, those not you know, there was a I can't even think of a study, but I think it was from like it was from an Ivy League school. Uh-huh. They did a study on whoopings, and those students, the percentage of students that I think it was like fifty nine percent of those students that do get like abused in mm-hmm. homes. They are the students that are usually in fights. At school. Exactly. The because you're showing them, like, and it's, it's you need suspicion. attention. And then, like, that goes with mental health. Like, if you are showing your student, your your child, like, this is the fear that I have. I'm authoritative against you. I am in authority. I'm in charge. Yes. And if you do something, this is the consequence of your action. That creates that fear. That creates that boundary where they're not going to communicate to you when they have an issue. They're not going to tell you when they're in fear of someone because else because they fear you. Of being beat. Yeah. And this is why I try to tell parents all the time. They always be like, Diamond, like I said, once again, <laughs> who the fuck do you think you are to speak on, speaking on this and you don't have children? But the thing is, like, I've read so much about the negative effects of whoopings and whoopings cause children to do things in silence yep. and they silence themselves and they're still doing these things, but it's in a really sneaky manner. Yeah. And it's like, the thing, parents need to understand that hitting your children is just not effective. It's not. It's not effective at all. And it causes them to have severe mental health issues in the future. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. long, the longevity of whoopings is just not, you know, progressive. It's not beneficial to our society. And I would love if parents stopped whooping their children. I'm I really just would. talk to your kids. And I also think, it's a, <laughs> I, and I, thank you. And I also think that it's a slave mentality as mm-hmm. well. And it's like that runs deeper, of course. But I do think that it, it comes, it stems from slavery. Yeah. And talking to your kids is more beneficial than hitting them. You should actually how is hitting? How is inflicting pain? How is inflicting pain something mm-hmm. that is progressive? Mm-hmm. I know people who don't even say hi to their kid when they walk in the door. Like, <laughs> you don't even ask your kid, like, if they had a good day. If they day. had a good day at school. I know people who do and that, you know and they what? family so they, members. That goes back to generational curses. Yeah. So we're going to get more into generation, generational curses and actually what it means and, like, some examples of generational curses because what the fuck is that shit? Mm. Um, it's, it's deep, y'all. It's mm. really deep. Um, generational curses are, like, sinful things like alcoholism, drug use, uh, poor communication, Emotional neglect, like does your does your mom and your dad show you affection? Can I get a hug? <clears throat> like mm. the 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 judging of it, like does your parents judge you? Like because that's how a lot of people don't feel comfortable going to their parents because they fear judgment. Like a lot of that stuff is generational curses mm-hmm. and like mental abuse and like the verbal abuse. Like, have you ever witnessed anything like that? Have you ever seen anything like that? Uh, yeah. Well, personally, uh, one thing that made me 
tell myself that I wasn't going to have in my own self, like in my own family that I noticed when I was doing like the research on my, my, me and my mother's relationship with alcoholism. There is a big like thing of alcoholism in my family that mm-hmm. nobody really understood. Everybody just liked to party. That's mm, how they did it. Mm. Like, this the party house. Your mama house, the party house. So, it would be glamorized. It's, it's very glamorized. glamorized. It's yes. very glamorized. My grandmother, my mother grew up in the 70s. I mean, the, yeah, the 70s. So, coke, all of that type of fun was considered fun. But then you have a parent that you can't communicate with because she wanted or they want to take a drink. And that right. was passed down to my mother from my great-grandmother. My, gran- my great-grandmother used to have these lavish parties where drugs and cocaine and mm, liquor, girl, that like, that champagne. Like a party. I mean, it was a party for real. <laughs> so much that she forgot she had a fucking kid. So, <laughs> you know, you have to realize, like, I started to, when I noticed that, when I was in college, I noticed that. Mm-hmm. I started to peep, like, oh, shit, the people around me are coping, using They're it coping. as a coping It's like, mechanism. are you coping or are you living? No, it's usually people, 99.9% of people usually are, are just coping. coping with the shit that's going on in their life. So I told myself, like, I will only drink occasionally. Like, mm-hmm. you're not about to see me come home do and go for a like, bottle. Do you feel like you're, like, the person that's to break generational Hell, motherfucking yeah. Is, I feel like I'm the person to, to break generational curses in my family. Do you feel like you're the person to break generational curses in your family? Um, In my mother's family, yeah. But my, and my uncles, I, I think my uncle and my aunt, no, I think my uncle is the one who really broke it. Um, but for my mother, for me and my siblings, it's definitely me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the first. I'm the first. I'm the. I'm the first college person, graduate. First college graduate in my family. Um, I'm the first. Like, I don't know. I don't like to say I'm a success yet because I'm not in my own de- definition. Successes. I'm successes on GD. <laughs> um, but um, but like. I'm 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 always pro therapy. I'm pro communication. I'm pro pro affection. Mm-hmm. I'm pro whatever the fuck you going on. Express it. When I walk Speaking. in my mama's house, I'm giving hugs and kisses. What's up? Speaking. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving. How you doing, baby? How you feeling? I'm always asking my mama how her spirit is. She be looking at me like, "Oh, spirit, you is crazy." No, bitch. How your spirit doing? Yes. You yes. fighting demons the today? Is, the thing is. The thing is. <laughs> I am huge, like, on affection now, especially, like, in my intimate relationships with men because I wasn't really an affectionate person Mm. because my family was non-affectionate. Like, I had no clue what the fuck affection even meant. Like, Mm. I love you. What the fuck does that even mean? I had no clue of what that meant. And it was because that's a generational curse as well. Like, not not showing your children that affection, not showing them that you really love them, not verbally expressing them because you could be expressing it, expressing it in actions, but are you expressing it verbally? Yeah. You know, and that comes down to love languages as well, because some of your children, they have, they love differently as well. I am a person of affirmation, so I need to be heard. I need to, I need to hear like, I love you. I need to hear that. Yeah. I need to hear that. And that's a generational curse as well, like the lack of affection and the lack of a communication. Like, I always felt so judged, like, if I had to come to my mom about something. Yeah. Because she was always this person of, like, perfection. Mm. And, like. Which is unrealistic as hell. It's unrealistic. And it's like, I felt so judged coming to her, talking to her, talking to her about certain things. Yeah. And about, like, boys and, like, sex and, like, things like that because I never felt accepted. I never felt accepted. That's crazy. I'm the my opposite. Mom. My mom was extremely communicative she was like 
everything communication My mom always wise, taught me she to was like, more like no affection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My mom always taught me to like suppress and like hide. Like That's to, crazy. to like not let people know everything about you mm. and like be this mysterious person and like don't let people see like your flaws and like what's going on behind closed doors. Like and I've I'm trying to unbreak that right now. This is it's really hard for me because yeah. I've been taught this my whole life, so it's, like, hard for me to show people who I truly am and, like, to be vulnerable with people. I've been friends with Diamond for almost 10 years. My bitch on phone them. On phone them grave. <laughs> and the last couple of years, like, us unpacking each other yes, and all of that stuff yes, and growing yes, with each other, yes. we really have been more, like, she's more affectionate now, y'all. Yes. She give you hugs and kisses and tell you what she doing and stuff. Before you was like, damn, is Diamond alive? Let me see. <laughs> She'll text you for three days or call you. But I think the biggest thing, like, we always talk about this is pro-therapy. Yes. Super pro-therapy. I have not been to therapy, y'all. Night chat. She's going, though. 2020 go. But Ty is on me. Uh, it's really, imp- I, I, I started going to therapy when I was younger. And then I went back in college and I didn't even realize that I was going through like depression, depression, anxiety, all of that as a first generation college student because I couldn't really talk to nobody about school besides the people I was in school with. Like my mom ain't know shit about me. Right. And I period. was the first like, generational college student as well. And yeah. it's like, well, graduates you now. cannot relate to me. You can't relate. And it's not that I feel like I'm better than you. It's just like, we can't relate. So how can I express something without feeling like I'm above you or you're beneath me? So I had to go to therapy. And now as an adult, I think one of the best things I did was go back to therapy. Cause right now my therapist is a shit. You know what I'm saying? But you need somebody who could talk you could talk to, mm-hmm. um, who can give you some advice that's literally on the outside of your world. Yes. We have people yes, yes, who tell yes. you things that are inside of your world that know you, that know your mama, your cousin, your yourself. And it's really, really um rewarding to step out of your war your world and go to somebody who really doesn't know you, only yes, your name. Yes. And your social security probably. So they're not biased. Very not What do you unbiased. feel like is a generational curse that has been passed down in your family? Like what is something that stands out like that's mm. very prominent in your family? Oh, that's a good one. I t- I said it before. I said it um affection. Affection. But now it's getting better now that I'm older and mm-hmm. I'm able to like be more communicative with my other family. Mm-hmm. Um but before when I was growing up, girl please. It was like come over each other's house. Mm-hmm. We'll speak when we walk in the door, of course. Don't nobody play them games. But mm-hmm. it was not like, you know, only person who would really show affection was my Uncle Andy, my favorite uncle, and my tonkle, mm-hmm. my Auntie Jean. Like she was so affectionate mm-hmm. that I didn't really need to my tonkle? Oh, somebody asked what the tonkle is. That's my auntie uncle. A stud. That's a stud. <laughs> my tonkle. Yeah, I made that up. Don't steal my shit. It's copyrighted. My tonkle. My tonkle. Don't my ever, tonkle. don't ever try to disrespect my tonkle up in here. Not Y'all not finna disrespect my tonkle. <laughs> Y'all not finna. My auntie uncle. Y'all not finna disrespect my tonkle. <laughs> when I say I'm fucking weeping. My tonkle. My tonk, tonk, if you listening out there, tonk, my tonk, hey, I swear to God, that's one of the most hardworking, uh, like, over, like, fiends of a life. My auntie is, like, the my world, G. When I was in grade school, she used to call every birthday. She never missed my birthday. Even now that I'm an adult, she has never missed a birthday. She will call me 
She used to call on the intercoms at Eastern, G. I don't even know how she called Old Main. She used to call Eastern so beautiful. to tell people it was my birthday. Like, if I knew when nobody going to tell me happy birthday, my tonka was. <laughs> she on play. She don't miss a holiday. She don't miss a birthday. Hey, I love hey, you. Word is, yeah. hey, on look, phone name, if anybody got a stud, auntie, or uncle, call him at the call yes, tonka. And you know it's from Shamirier. Period. Do you think <laughs> that... Um, do you think that some ways of thinking have been passed down to you as well? Because some some of the ways that my mother thinks has been passed down to me, like as far as men, like mm. I really don't even. Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this. Like, sorry, 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 I love you. Sorry, I love you. I don't let her know what the fuck is up. Stop, Crystal. Um, she like the way that she thinks about men. I mm. I, I honestly feel like that has effect on me, but like it's kind of a negative point of view. Mm. Um. Do you think that some ways of, of thinking has been paced? First of all, I need you to stop <laughs> nodding your motherfucking head. Uh, <laughs> do you think that some ways of thinking have been paced down, passed down to you? My mother was extremely independent, like, so bad. Like, it was so bad. To the point bad. where she felt like she didn't need nobody. Yeah, to the point she didn't need nobody. Like, when you, again, when you a single, when you a parent at a young age like that, my mother went straight. She's a Leo woman. She is the queen of her household. She don't play them fucking games. I've never seen my mama stressed about no What's money. What's your zodiac, by the way? I'm a Capricorn. Okay, sun. make that money. Make that money. I am a Leo moon and I, I am I a Gemini rising. If y'all want to get into my chart, <laughs> but um, my mother showed me. I'm a me since I'm a Capricorn and she's a, a Gemini. I mean, so she's a Leo. We bumped heads with authority, of mm-hmm. course. You know that's you know what I'm saying. But at the same time, one thing we saw eye to eye on was our ambition. Yes, my mother set a goal and she accomplished it, and that's something that I used to take in to counter. But something that was passed down negatively was breaks. My mother do don't know how to take a break. She don't know how to stop. You know there are pit stops in yes, your journey yes. and there are pit stops in your life and people think that Come just on, because you're stops. on a journey you can't take a stop yes oh i'm moving i'm in life i'm going this shit good this shit bad i gotta keep going i gotta keep going this life no i know what janine says you say you gotta keep going you actually need to stop yes you need to yes, listen yes. to yourself listen to your surroundings listen to god listen to your body and stop and that's one thing that i really didn't realize until i had an anxiety attack wow. and i was like oh shit i'm just going i'm not stopping and it's okay for me to stop and i was like okay I can't be like my mama with this. Like, mm-hmm. my mother never took a stop until she had a heart attack. And she was like, oh, shit, That's maybe deep. I should stop. And the thing no, is, I'm not physical, trying to have a heart attack. The, it's so funny because physical health is actually a generational curse as well. Mm-hmm. Like, health is a generational curse. And, like, how your family members take care of themselves. Yep. It affects you. That's what they actually this is, the why, this is why it's so <laughs> important to be cognizant of what happens in your family and like what's going on in your family mm-hmm. you guys like this is so important like generational curses run three generations deep three mm-hmm. or four generations deep and it's like please be that person to be aware and to speak up for your family like mm-hmm. to speak up for yourself and like what is working for you and your family and what's not working for you and your family mm-hmm. um what do you feel like trauma like i feel like trauma is this trauma is inedible like it's it's something that we're all going to experience whether it's something that's that's something that's small or something that's large we're all going to experience trauma how do you feel like trauma has affected your dating life um oh that's a good one uh 
when you go through a traumatic experience, just nine times out of ten, people don't know it's a traumatic experience. Yes. Um. So it's really important that you dissect that trauma or it, all experiences. I feel like people need to be going backwards in their lives and figuring out, okay, what's traumatic? What's something that I love about my life? What's something that needs to work on? Or what's something that was bad or traumatic? Because mm-hmm. usually people don't understand what a traumatic experience is. Traumatic experience is something that, that triggers an emotional response mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. If you're triggered and your emotion starts to rise and you your were, place starts to, starts to flush and you mm-hmm. start to feel angry, you, you start to feel sad, you're, you have trauma. Yeah. You have trauma. You start to think about, if you try to start to think about something and, then, and it, it, it responds in an emotional way, yep. you have trauma. Boom, you got drama. Um, I think that for me, uh, just seeing others with their the way that their relationships were with their mother, I think I started following this girl on Instagram like years ago. And her, her and her mother wrote a book together. And I'm like, damn, that's some, that's some cold ass right, shit. I want right. to write. Me, my mother is really, really down to earth. She cool as fuck. And then I'm like, I really want to have that type of relationship with my mother because people don't really understand. Like, it's daddy issues, but there are mommy issues too. Yes. There are women that are going through mommy issues. There are men that have mommy issues as well. Yes. But daddy is always the first nigga that comes come up like was your father in the picture no my well not do you feel like that affected you do you feel like that affected you um not really um yeah to a certain extent i wrote a poem when i was in college we're talking about our dating life right now dude how does how has that affected your dating life um i never looked at some a man and been like oh i need him because i want him to be my daddy like i never did that a lot of women do i feel sorry but i pray praise god i'm gonna pray for y'all but i look at men differently i look at a man as a love you know i want to be in love i'm capable of loving um i want to be married one day that's Mm -hmm. why i don't have any children like i want to get married i want to have a family so i look at men as being i want to be catered to okay i'm very deserving of love and i'm very do you feel like trauma has affected your dating life once again no really no i don't allow it to period okay (laughs) (laughs) i don't allow that shit I just want to say that 98% of our DNA is made up of our trauma and our emotional responses. I want to say that again because 98% of our DNA is made up of our emotional responses and our trauma. And 2% is only physical. Mm. I want people to understand how deep that is. 98% of your DNA it's made up of your emotional trauma, which is passed down from your family curses and your mom and your grandmother. Shamiria. Yes. It was a I need you to ask me five questions, five <sighs> ambush questions. Mm. Go ahead. Boom. What do you feel most proud of? Oh, my goodness. Let's do I it. got some good-ass pussy. All right. <laughs> if you think <laughs> you- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. All right. I'm fucking kidding. Um. <laughs> All right. I'm waiting. Let's get this. Let's go. Let's go. Most I am proud of. honestly most proud of just me being able to be who I am in front of the world. Like literally. Like that I'm most fine. proud of that. That was beautiful. Next, if you could travel anywhere, where would you go? I want to go to Hawaii so bad. I don't know. Like, something is, like, urging me to go to Hawaii. Like, I have no clue what this urge is, but I want to get laid. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that was a good one. Cultural. Shout out. (laughs) Um, What teacher in school made the most impact on you Mm. and why? Mrs. Brown, my third grade teacher. Third grade? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Fourth grade. Fourth grade. Fourth grade teacher. She was a black woman. 
So it was my first black woman teacher. And she has she made me like her teacher's pet. And it was like, oh, okay, this black woman values me. And I, ever since then, I've just always, she's always been my first, my favorite teacher because she was a black woman. That's beautiful. If you won the lottery, what would you do? First thing. First of all, I'm paying off all my student debts. Mm. And I'm giving the rest of my money, like, I'm just giving it out. I'm, mm. like, giving it out to my family, giving it out to charities, my friends, like, people that I fuck with. Like, we're going to ball. I'm so niggas. excited because I'm one of her friends. <laughs> Win the lottery. Scratch We going to ball. Scratch off. Scratch off. <laughs> ah, ah. What feels like love to you? Ooh, love is being myself. Love is being comfortable. Love is being nurturing. Love is caring after one another. Love is understanding who one another truly is, their their value, their core value of who they really are. Um, love is really growth. Mm. Growth as well, like growing with somebody. Is that my last qu- This is my last question. Okay. What age do you feel right now and why? What age do I feel? Right now. What age wow, do I feel? Wow, that's a different type of question. I I'm feel like I'm really 21. But I'm lying because I'm not 21. How do you but feel? I, you but feel I, feel, I feel 21. I feel 21. Like, I got so much shit going for me. I have so much shit out here in this world to discover. Mm. I'm living my motherfucking life. Mm. I'm doing my thing. Mm. Dating these niggas. Mm. My mm. friends, we popping bottles out here. Like, oh, we, 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 we really doing our thing out here. Bottles are popping. Bottles. Thank you, Diamond. Thank you so much for coming, Shay. Thank you for the ambush segment. And we're going to wrap it up with the mental health tip of the day. And the mental health tip tip of the day is not necessarily a tip, but more so a question that leaves you lingering. Mm. Do you guys feel like it's necessary to cut certain family members off? Um, Do you feel like certain family members stem, like, stagnate your growth yeah um do you feel like they don't understand who you truly are like yes. and, and what you're trying to do in this world do you feel like finding spirituality is something that can help you um break generational curses yes um do you feel like god can really help and reveal mm. what generational curses are mm-hmm. um i want to thank you guys so much for coming to and tuning into the diamond diamond socials podcast um generational curses is something that's very heavy mm-hmm. but it's something that is very necessary and i want to, i want to thank you guys once again for tuning into this podcast and work on you work on your family dynamics um understand where you guys come from understand what trauma you're holding on to understand where your trauma actually stems from understand your mom understand your dad understand your siblings understand yourself i think it's very important to understand where we come from and where we stand at in this world mm-hmm. um it helps us navigate in every aspect of our life, our career, our our friends, our family, our relationships. Um, understand what generational curses are holding you back. All right, Shamiria, thank you so much for coming on to the Diamond Socials podcast as an educator, educator, as as a black woman. Mm. Um, thank you so much for extending yourself to the Diamond Socials podcast and speaking on your personal values and your, your personal attributes of generational curses. Mm. Where can my audience find you? First of all, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at scoop, S-C-O-O-P, W Shamirie, which is S H A M E R E A, scoop with Shamirie. Ow, that's it. Period. <laughs> Pooh. And let these people know what you do for the last time, the one time, one time. Um, again, my name is Shamirie Richards. I am an educator, an influencer, and a web series host. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> the Diamond Social Podcast. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
sometimes I wonder why I'm just so blessed. No bite, bite. Like, God really just keep on blessing me, and it's not fair to you, ho. Nigga, what the fuck do I look like? I walk in a park, bitch? You gotta pay for this. Take your fucking drawers off, nigga. No bite, bite, bite. Do I have the 